Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Um, just a heads up, I'm sure Holly's been talking about it, but on, um, wow, there is a uh, air quality situation. Oh, yeah, it looks going a little, on. Little smoky out yeah. there, not to be confused with little smokies, those little sausage wieners that Very people different. like. Uh, this uh, alert is, I think, in effect till 8 o'clock tonight. So if you've got, you know, lung issues, asthma. You get the gist. Be careful out there. Thank you. It's Good. funny on 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 my phone weather app. It says the severity unknown. The severity of this alert is not known at this time. Yeah. Well, the, I could feel it in my heart right now, like it, the tightness in my chest. You know, I feel like I can almost never determine air quality stuff. I always look at it as the visual quality can look off sometimes. Sure. When I lived in California, there were fires and a few that we could see right from our college, wow. like the hills. You could see the red flames. It was like, holy wow. crap. There were times there that you would come out and there was ash covering your windshield. You'd have oh to like wiper it off. Gosh. That I felt. But whenever it's we get these Canadian fire smoke situations, I never seem to feel like I'm breathing differently. But maybe that means that I'm not exerting myself outdoors much. <laughs> I'm usually just sitting maybe on an Adirondack. You don't have any kind of issues. Like I think if, even if you have allergies, it exasperates the the symptoms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lots of sneezing for me today. I think it's exacerbates. I think you're right. Not okay. Then we don't even have to go down <laughs> hey! that road and fight. There we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, breathe you carefully out mean. there, friends. You get us. We're not here to be perfect. We're here to get close. <laughs> Um, hey, see, I, I've already got like that little that little wheezy thing. Yeah. In Let me hear you chest. breathe in really deeply through I your mouth. <laughs> Just do it for the people, Donna. Okay. Ooh, I do not like how quietly you breathe. <laughs> now everyone try it at home. Yeah, that's right. You determine. Uh, we got a little TV talk show news. Uh, yeah, and then the latest on this Pat Sajak situation. Um, first of all, three more years of Stephen Colbert. He extended his deal. The uh, CBS was happy to do that. He's been winning in the ratings against Jimmy Fallon for a few years now. Uh, really kind of dating back to 2016 is when he toppled Jimmy Fallon. There was time back then, if you can even remember, seven years ago, how oh how things have changed since then. There was chatter at CBS that James Corden perhaps would replace Stephen Colbert after he had only been uh, on the show for around a year because Colbert was suffering in the ratings compared to Jimmy Fallon. They both came and took over for Leno and Letterman at similar times. And Len- uh, the, the Fallon was so fun and was doing these games and had a lot of splashy stuff. Colbert was having a little trouble getting his footing, especially ratings-wise. And then there was the 2016 election cycle and he was able to lean into his political mm-hmm. you know just the grit that he's Backgrounds, got there the, the yeah. background of working on comedy central and the colbert rapport 
And then he's really taken off ever since. So he signed up for three more years. He also is going to be doing a producing deal for the show that is going to replace the James Corden show. And so he's got his hands in production stuff. And, of course, he will continue to be the face, at least for another three years, of The Late Show. Okay. I like him. Yeah. Colbert's Very likable. Um, really funny. He's he's just a, uh, a funny dude. Now, I don't know if you mentioned this. I, I stepped away briefly during this segment yesterday, and so I'm not sure if this name had already come out, but now there are sports books that are placing favorites on who will replace Pat Sajak. It's sounding like Vanna White is even one of the considerations. sounds like she's not retiring. I'll tell you who they're thinking about in a moment. First, Vanna White tweeting yesterday after the, uh, the official announcement from Pat Sajak and Wheel of Fortune that the upcoming 41st season will be his final season. He'll stay on for three years as a consultant on the show. She says, Vanna White, when we started Wheel of Fortune, who could have imagined we'd still be at it 41 seasons later? I couldn't be happier to have shared the stage with you for all these years with one more to come. Cheers to you, Pat Sajak. But it doesn't sound like, and now it feels like a fitting time for me to also announce my retirement. So well, he sounds did, like she'll stay, stick around for a little while. He did say that he and Vanna were approaching retirement as a pair in, in 2021. Remember when he said we're much closer to the end than we are to the beginning? In terms of hosting the show. And I believe that they both signed the same three-year deal back back then. Right, right they operate as a pair. Yeah, um, But I don't know if Vanna means that means we retire as a pair or not. That's right. kind of a, a personal decision. He, said, he did say there's a pretty good chance that when one of us leaves, we're both going to leave. Okay. Because it would be odd for either of us to work with somebody else. But that was then. This is now. Yep. There are already reports of a front runner to replace him. That person being Ryan Seacrest. Huh. A so-called source says, quote, Ryan has been talking to the producers. Some sources say he's the front runner. Others say he's just one of many who are interested. I like that. I, I think he'd do a good job. He's he's Dick he's he's Dick Clark. Uh. He's Holly not a fan. He's blendy any, you know. Uh, I feel like there are other folks who are more blendy any. Yeah, Carson Daly. Give us a name. You. <laughs> you got, who would you put as the front runner, uh, Holly? Well, if we're throwing out names about people, uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg expressed her interest in it. I think that she would be better. She did a great job on Hollywood Squares. I think she's got too much personality. I know what you mean, because we're talking about, we're trying to figure out this this show, when you watch Wheel of Fortune, it is such a... Uh, it's about the game. It's, it's about, about the, the game. game, not about the host, but the host is what makes the game work, you know, so right. well. Was Whoopi the center square? Uh, I don't think she, she host? hosted it. I feel like she was the longtime she center was... square during Tom Bergeron's run. Exactly. As the host. Of, but, oh, by the way, I you know, Tom Bergeron. He could do it. Now oh, he's yeah. up he's up there in age too. I'm not here to age shame anybody, but if they're looking to go back a few decades, yeah. Pat Sajak is what, seventy eight? Six. Seventy six? Yeah. So if they're looking to get younger so that they can find their person for the next, you know, twenty Somebody years. With growth potential is what you're saying. Not even this growth potential, just like duration. You if you're looking for somebody to do it for the next twenty years, you're not gonna find a seventy five year old person. No. Uh, that's but what I mean by growth. growth. Oh, can you just grow mean, in the in that Okay. Position. Who's Blendy Any? Well, Carson she said Daly. Carson Daly yesterday. Kind of Blendy Any. Right? Um, Maya Bialik is kind of Blendy Any. She's not fun, though. She does not seem fun at all. 
<laughs> okay, all right. Mayim's out. Um, I, who went through and... Oh, oh what about uh, LeVar Burton? The, his name has been brought up by okay. USA Today. No, he's in his probably... 60s? 60s, but 60 is the new 59. 50, yeah. <laughs> People are loving it. People want to do that. I don't know. I don't know. See, I, I, let me just say this. If it would, let's let's say that the job does go to Ryan Seacrest, you would be hard-pressed to find a broadcaster with a more charmed-slash-successful resume in the world of hosting than Seacrest. If he got that job, he would have... He's got On Air with Ryan Seacrest, which has been going on for, what, 20 years? Yeah. Nationally syndicated show. Yeah. Uh, and then he had American Idol at its heyday from the gates. Yep. And has been doing that for north of 20 years. Very smooth. Uh, then he got all this production prowess and working on the Kardashians, launching that. So from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, he's been very prolific as well. Then he does a six-year stint on Live with Kelly and Ryan. A obviously hugely popular morning show, and now could he go to a syndicated game show, one of the most popular in the last fifty years? It would just be quite uh, wow. Yeah, and That'd he could wild. squeeze it into a schedule if they're only you know filming thirty five days a year. There you go, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that would be an easier schedule than what they they do at live, and him having to run from the host chat desk right down to do the radio show. I, I would imagine he'd be able to curate the schedule. Yeah. He could do anything. Huh. Anyway. Wow. People might be PO'd about him, though. You know, like People. oversaturation, kind of. Sure, but maybe with the year, there's a year break, right? So now he's he'll be less saturated now because he's no longer on a morning talk show. So you see him a lot less. Mm-hmm. We got to go. Well, then let's go. Now let's just go. I don't care. I'll go. Hey, uh, this is cool. Minneapolis is going to be the host of a very cool event that has to do with sports. And you posed the question, if you could attend one big ticket sporting event, what would it be? Yeah. And send us an email, and or we'll take your calls in just a little bit, and we'll be right back on My Talk 1071. Hey, friends. What's up? It's Stevie Boy for my buddies over at the Canopy Group. Uh, love what they're doing over there. What are they doing over there, Steve? Hey, guys. Thanks for asking. They're saving people money. They're saving people money today. They're saving people money yesterday. They're going to save people money tomorrow. How do they do it? Well, it's really simple. There are 81% of Minnesotans, and frankly, you might be one of them, who gets their insurance just from one agent who represents just one company. You know, that's one way to do it, but you know how many quotes you get? You get one. And when you only get one quote, when you only get one option, that's not exactly a formula for savings. Perhaps this is, though. The Canopy Group has a team of some 40 specialists working on your behalf. And over the years, they've developed partnerships with some 16 different insurance companies. And why that matter numbers is because when it's time for you to change your homeowners and auto insurance, they can turn to those 16 companies and say, hey, fight it out for their business. Some have strengths in some areas. Other insurance companies have strengths in other areas. They find whose strength can match best with your situation and save you big money. Check them out today at thecanopygroup.com. Good morning. We are back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Holly Roberts is with us also for Hour One. Uh, okay, so this is pretty cool. Uh, Suni Lee, her quest for another Olympic gold medal will run through her home state, which is our home state. Uh, state and USA gymnastics officials announced yesterday 
that Target Center and the Minneapolis Convention Center are going to host the U.S. Olympic Team Trials. Cool. Next June. Very fun. That is fun. Uh, the event makes, you know, is going to make us the focal point of, of, of a sport that was really hot, you know, uh, in Tokyo for the Olympics where, geez, that was just so much fun to watch. When are the next Olympics? If the trials... Ooh, let's see. Because COVID made everything Paris? worse. Not where, uh, when. Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking. Sorry. It is Paris. It is Paris, and I think oh, it's next year. Uh-huh. Wait, so it would be in 2024? Four? Yeah. Yep. So when did SUNY win gold? Not in 2020. Um, 21? 2021. And then we're doing like a three-year, we're doing like a little three-year thingy here? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, okay, whatever you say. I don't care. I don't know. Um, anyway, the um, Minnesota Sports and Events received $19 million from the state legislature this past session, and they're going to use $5 million of that to put on the trials. And then um, they're going to be, do, 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 I want to tell you how much. They're going to be June 22nd at the convention center. And then they're going to culmin- culminate with artistic trials at Target Center. That's going to be the 27th through the 30th. And they are on sale now. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. $175 for upper level seats and then lower level ranges from 600 to 1500. So, yeah, it's pretty pricey, but 175 for upper and I'm sure they'd have, you know, the jumbotrons. Yeah. Working. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, they'll turn them on for that. <laughs> I do love watch. I I I think when I lived in Texas, I went to a similar event and I was like, this is great. It's just kind of fun to sit and that watch. That would be and- fun to see. Um it spurred the question which is what big ticket sporting event if you could attend one, what big ticket sporting event would you attend? Oh, that's good. We had an emailer who sort of threw an interesting one. Because the Olympics, the Olympic trials, get me thinking about the Olympics. I feel like it would be really fun to spend a week at the Olympics popping around. Oh, for sure. From place to place to place. I like the the patriotic feeling that yeah. everybody has for their respective Shopping, country. yeah. Uh, but here is what Carrie says. Carrie says, definitely WrestleMania. That counts, right? Yes. I was going to say either a boxing match or like the tennis U.S. Open or Wimbledon. Yeah. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wimbledon. Like, like if I could get you great seats at a big ticket sporting event, which would it be? Wimbledon would be cool. Like the finals at Wimbledon. Yes. But you're never sure if it's going to last Two hours or five hours. Right. So that's a little for so people like you and me. bring extra money for your hot dogs. Yes. Yeah, we, short attention span. What would you do? You know, WrestleMania is really interesting. That's and a good I one. actually, because I've been to a couple wrestling events when I was younger, and I, we just got a wrestling video game the other day that my son and I were enjoying playing, and I was like, dude, these events in person, they are so theatrical. The, uh, the entrances, the, the pops from the crowd whenever the music comes on for their favorite superstar. That is pretty fun. Um, the, so WrestleMania, great seats at WrestleMania would be 
really cool. And the people watching would be amazing. Yes. The Super Bowl, of course, at the 50-yard line, you know, just the energy that's in those stadiums when they're doing that, that feels like that that could be fun. That could be super fun, for sure. Holly, what would you see? I think I want to go to Wimbledon. I want to go to see some tennis. It's yeah. nice and relaxing. You just chill. You just move your head back and forth. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Have a Pimm's Cup. It's great. Yeah. What's a Pimm's Cup? Uh, Wait, let me guess before she I tells guess. us. It's some Have kind a of Pimm's beverage. Cup. Hello, would you like a Pimm's cup? Yes, I would. Okay, so this is like a, maybe it's a British thing. I'll have a large Pimm's cup, please. Yeah, it's a special, it's like the Queen's milk. That's our guess. The Queen's <laughs> milk? Oh my God. <laughs> Not literally, you oh. guys. Right. Oh, the Pimm's <laughs> number one is a orangey liqueur, and then you get lemon juice or ginger ale or some kind of Sprite or sparkling Essence, and then you get a bunch of fruit in it. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, fruit is fun. Mint, strawberry, lemon, lime, cucumber. Ooh, I bet that's refreshing. Yeah. Okay. New word. Just learned it today. Thank you. You're welcome. Now I have this. Boy, I stepped away for like a segment and a half yesterday to do some stuff with live with Kelly Mark that on Friday, and I come back to this email this morning. Steve, in case you missed it. Donna did a really uplifting story yesterday about how your dog will eat you if you die, (laughs) even if there is other food available. She goes on to say, I have a friend who is a firefighter and as a first responder has come across this more than once when a person has died and gone undiscovered for a while. Oh, Gross. Keep those happy stories coming, Donna. Okay, you're welcome. Um... I mean, what's a what's a dog to do? Yeah, it's like you know, the movie you alive. go into survival mode. That's. Do you think you would ever eat me if it meant staying alive? Uh, depends what kind of outlook my life has got at that point. Bleak. I mean, it's bleak. <laughs> we're we're on a mountain. Nah, I probably wouldn't. You'd just die of starvation. I might just nibble like on like I don't know your forearm or something. Oh, we're gonna make Steve jerky, Donna. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But speaking of, Belanger brought back from Iceland fish jerky. Barf in a bag. Or it was like (laughs) freeze-dried fish. I like fish. I don't like fish jerky. Yeah, it was not pleasant. Has he changed ever since he took this trip? It feels like it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, he's not as fun. I miss, like, pre-Iceland, Matt. Me too. We'll take a break. When we return, we have more things, and those things are uh, an update regarding Kevin Costner and the impending divorce with his wife, uh, and who's getting a house, sort of a sticky situation there. Mm -hmm. Oh, and a big time delay for Avatar. That next. Hey guys, it's Donna and Steve, here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm -hmm. So, when your back is out of whack, or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by Tria. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to Tria for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to Tria when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, uh, you never mentioned it. A thousand times. It's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my many questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you. Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by Tria. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit Tria.com. 
Tom. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by TRIA. Good morning. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve at your service. On My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Ooh, boy, things look like they're getting ugly. Between Kevin Costner and his wife. You just made all of that sound very like a happy, musical. sing-songy. Yeah, things are getting nasty. <laughs> See, you could do that because it confuses people. Like, oh my gosh, which, which emotion do I turn to? I You're such know. a provocateur as a broadcaster. Thank y'all. Okay, so here's the situation. This is complicated. Okay, Kevin Costner has asked a court to help get his estranged wife, Christine uh, Baumgartner, out of their shared home while their divorces, you know, the proceedings are happening. Sure. He claims that she is refusing to leave their house despite their longstanding prenup detailing that she had 30 days to vacate their home after she filed for divorce. So it's past 30 days. Okay. And she was the one who filed. Correct. Yeah. He says that she is using her position as leverage to make him agree to her various financial demands. See, I mean, what's the point of a, a prenup if it doesn't hold up? If it's, yeah, right, right. Hold up. He has uh, given her over $1.2 million for his prenup obligations, right? Which is more than enough for her to find somewhere else to live. He says uh, she's not leaving their home and uh, he is willing to contribute as part of his child support obligations, $30,000 per month for a rental house, and is willing to advance another 10000 for her moving costs. So I don't know what's going on here. Sometimes I feel... Those, are, those amounts feel low. I just want to say that. 30000 um, For child no, support? No, the 30000 for child support. That, That's for a house. That... That feels high. The one point two million you said is what got my attention. Yeah, which it says there in that write up is more than enough for a house. You'd be. So, I'm not saying that you can't find housing for one point two million dollars. Right. I'm just saying out in California, when you're going from that level of whatever their home is like, I presume their house is very nice. Right. And then the one point two will be a very far cry. And I'm I'm just saying that's a number that that jumps out at me. Is there not more money that's well, then don't sign the papers. I hear you. Listen, whatever. I don't know. I feel like sometimes in a divorce, one of the things they tell you is either um, take the other person's name off a banking, uh, a savings account or or freeze the account so sure. the other person can't, can't access money. money. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes they tell you do not leave the house because if you're the first person to leave the house, I don't know, you give up some kind of something, something. Mm. It puts them in the in the winning position and you in a, you know, this one of like the Yellowstone things. Aren't they all about land? Is this (laughs) pretty much life imitating art? Maybe I just I. I don't know. This is getting ugly. I feel like there's more to this story than meets the eye. More than just irreconcilable differences. Mm -hmm. I think it's more some hanky-panky situation going on. Just speculating. Sorry. Remember when he won this 
SAG Award. Yeah, and he the and fires. it was like Christine had like set up like balloons and stuff because now they couldn't get down there because of the fire, so they couldn't travel down to the uh, the Shrine Auditorium down in L.A. Right. And then it was this cute little video of like you know Christine and the kids they like got all these balloons for me and we're yep. celebrating and we're so grateful. How quickly things can change. How quickly things can change. I mean, a piece of information can come to light the very next day, and you're like, I'm out of here, or you're out of here. I'm not leaving. You leave. So, anyway, Anyway. wish those kids all the best. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Steve. Donna's a diehard Avatar fan, has been for a long time. (laughs) Oh, really now? Yep, she's got dressed as a Na'vi this Mm, past Halloween. Don't even know what that word is. Which was cool. One of the blue people. And uh, I got bad news for you, Don, if you're an Avatar fan. Now, I happen to be an Avatar fan. Avatar The Way of Water is now available streaming on Disney+, Plus, so you can just watch it at home. Now, it won't be in 3D, which I, you know, maybe good, maybe bad. I don't know. Depends on what you're looking for. But um, Avatar 3 is now being pushed back a year. It was supposed to come out in December of 2024, and now it's been kick down the road another year to December of 2025. Isn't this because James Cameron wants to wait to see where AI goes? There Did could it? be a myriad of reasons. I know he's alluded to some things about tech catching up and being what he wants it to be and all yes. of that. That's why we, we. I wonder if this is the first of many delays because we did wait 12 years between Avatar 1 and Avatar 2. It's remarkable that there was an appetite for it. After 12 years, but I hope there's still an appetite because Avatar 3 comes out December 2025. But stay with me here because Avatar 4, for all our math majors, that is going to come out in December of 2029. And then Avatar 5, Donna, it's reasonable to ask, will either of us be alive when Avatar 5 comes out in December of 2031? Well, will the director be alive? Donna. How dare you? Hey, good question. He's significantly older than we. <laughs> Define significant. Hang on. I'm going to look it up. You guys are uh, saying, don't know, look it up. Maybe 20 don't years. Look it up. He's got to be in his late 60s or early 70s at this point. Yeah, I would say he's in his 70s, early. Well, give me a number. 72. Good one, Donna. Thank, Thank you. Big money. money. Price is right. Rules always in effect. Closest without going over. And... James Cameron, 68. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So in 2031, James Cameron will be 76, the age of one Patrick Say Jack. Yeah, okay. You think his full name is Patrick? Probably, right? Pat Say Jack. No baby comes out named Pat. That's interesting, right? He's Patrick Say Jack. You almost want to call him Patrick Sajakic, don't you? Oh, no. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just feels like a good thing. Anyway, so now they're going to be waiting on uh, Avatar. So I guess we had to wait a really long time, so you're going to have to wait a long time again. And we'll see if this is the final delay that Avatar encounters. Meanwhile, Disney announced some other scheduled changes. Deadpool 3 is coming sooner than expected. They moved that from November of 2024 to May of 2024. So it's going to be a big, splashy, probably maybe around like a, a week or so, around that Memorial Day weekend holiday. So I hope that that will be splashy. Also, Disney will be putting out two Star Wars movies in the year 2026. And I do appreciate that they did a lot of Star Wars movies in a short period of time. And now they've just kind of taken a little bit of a break. 
said, let's pause. Now, yeah, I think that's smart. Certainly extended the franchise on Disney Plus. But now I think they're trying to jump into a whole new storyline that isn't necessarily tied in at all to any Luke Skywalker's, Han Solo's, Chewbacca's, Darth Vader's. Just totally I'm different. Exhausted with the Star Wars stuff. You have you haven't watched it enough to be exhausted. Just hearing about it. It's the same with all these comic book things. It's like okay, like bring us something different. Oh, you sound like one of those snobby Hollywood directors yeah. now. Who are you, Scorsese? Yeah, that's not acting. Look at your just... jaunty beret, Donna. Honest to goodness, mm. looking down on us. Thank you. I can see right up her nose. I just think. They latch on to something. This happens all the time. It happens yeah. with vampires. And then it happened with um, zombies. Zombies had its moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's like Batman worked. Oh, now we need five Batmans and three Superman. I'd rather see another Superman movie. What, what happened to that? Superman's, he's That's around. That's DC, right? That's DC. But remember, they were going to bring Henry Cavill back, and then James Gunn took over DC and was like, hey, fans, we know that we just dropped that little post-credit scene in Black Adam, the new movie from The Rock, with this new anti-hero in the DC universe that The Rock was convinced was going to change the trajectory of DC. Post-credit scene, there's Henry Cavill returning, going tete-a-tete with Black Adam. Woo! Everybody's excited, except James Gunn. Who came in, took over the studio, told The Rock we're not doing any more Black Adams, and told Henry Cavill you're out of Superman. Hmm. So they tried, but I understand. I understand. I can understand the cynical point of view of okay. It's if you're a lot. not, it, it is a lot. There have been a lot, and I think even some Marvel fans and some Star Wars fans recognize the a lot of it all. Though we can still enjoy them, but if you're looking from the outside. It's like, okay. Uh, it's eye I, roll. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Another superhero movie. Now, if you watch some of them, I maintain Avengers Endgame was, I thought, a real uh, cinematic achievement in that they tied in like 20 plus previous movies that led up to this and it worked somehow. It had so many reasons to not work and be just a mess and it worked and emotionally there was like an arc that they worked through and landed in an interesting place but i get it if you're on the outside it's like iron what iron man is this this is captain america what and then you know they go from sequels to prequels i hear you it's like okay i get it it's pretty good for our brains though this is like doing lumosity sure a little i mean i'm excited i don't know if you were here when we talked about white lotus no white lotus tanya played Mm. by jennifer coolidge who, spoiler alert, met her demise in the last season. Um, They're talking about doing a prequel for her, and I think that is a brilliant way, because she was the highlight of that series, in my opinion. Okay, but just just to play devil's advocate, that's them doing the same thing that you don't like what Marvel's doing, which is they see that something is successful, there's interest. You're right. And it's almost a bad business decision to not pursue that, Though it may not be the best artistic decision. But if you want to see something made just in for its intrinsic artistic value, then go to your local film fest. Okay. Thanks. Whatever. I need to go. I have a lot on my plate. (laughs) Like what? Breakfast. I need to eat. 
Oh, all right. When we come back. Oh. Funny. This is interesting. What the heck? (laughs) So Donna writes, wait until you see what Kanye's wife wore to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm -hmm. Then I go through and I start looking at the pictures and I'm like, oh, wow. But wait, <laughs> There's what more. the heck is Kanye wearing? <laughs> oh. We have all sorts of questions yep. about the West family. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hello, it is Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, motorcycle season is upon us, so it's a, a good time to remind all drivers to be careful out there. You know, we heard about the tragic uh, death of actor Treat Williams. Uh, due to a motorcycle accident. And you know what? Because motorcycle insurance doesn't include personal injury protection coverage, it is even more important to contact an experienced attorney to get the compensation you deserve if you are injured as the result of another driver's negligence. You definitely want to contact an attorney with specific knowledge and experience. I would suggest Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. He knows the motorcycle traffic laws. Uh, He's effective at presenting evidence to a potentially biased jury. And you definitely want someone representing you who has experience in complex accident cases. You want Bradshaw and Bryant. You could set up a free consultation today very easily. Just go online to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. What up, friends? Hi, welcome back. Hey, everybody. It's uh, the Don and Steve Experience. It's my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Coming up later in this very edition of this very show, 1030, we do the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. We forgot to do this yesterday, uh, but we're going to do the quiz, and then we're going to give me the Harrison Ford quiz afterward. Oh, yeah. I know one of them was The Fugitive, so we won't do that question, but Matty Belanger... Maybe he'll give you the tiebreaker instead. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, okay, we can yeah, do those three, so I want to see how I do. So it's going to be kind of a bonus edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, and yeah. then Woo. at 11.30... You know it. Uh, right after we clap our hands like we are right now... We're going to play Whose Voice Is It Anyway? This is where we are played a celebrity's voice out of context. We're given a generic hint. And then Donna and I bid against one another, name that tune style, to figure out how in how many seconds we can identify said celebrity's voice. All sorts of games. But first, we've seen things, and now we say things. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. <laughs> oh, right. oh, my word. You guys. Okay. This is this woman should have been arrested for, <laughs> I mean, for indecency. Let's have, you'll handle the, the female part of this story. I'll handle the male part of this story. Okay, first we'll both of all, lead the way with our opinions on our said uh, genders. So Kanye, in his significant other slash quote unquote wife, uh, Bianca something something Sensori, I think her name is. They were seen out and about, and literally, she looks like she's doing the walk of shame. She is basically. In pantyhose, black pantyhose. Those are pantyhose. Let's not call those tights. Those aren't tights. They're tight, but they're not tight. Mm-mm. Those are the same things that you would get in a can of le- eggs. That's oh, yeah. right. They're opaque or sheer. She's not wearing any underwear. She's wearing a very short top, ah! all in black. I, there's nothing left to the imagination. She is walking on the street like this. They're going to KFC. Steve, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you scrolling down? I am seeing what I'm seeing. I'm seeing what you're seeing. 
and I can't unsee it. Is there maybe something <laughs> under there? No, there. I mean, what? Oh, and she's also got a run in the knee of the panty hoe. Oh my. Um, just to make matters worse. Like now, these two are known for being kooky, and the you know he's like she's like his new muse, I would say, and he dresses her. There's some other pictures of her and some weird. Keep scrolling down. There's a there is a photo of them walking. He's basically wearing the same outfit. By the way, she has no shoes on either. Um, she's now in this case, she's got a stocking over her head and a giant. You know those inflatable things that they make dogs wear instead of the cone of shame? Yeah, right. You know, the inflatable one? Yeah. She's got one of those, a black one like that. They're just trying to be weirdos. I would have arrested her. Anyway, now you say things. I... (sighs) What's he wearing? I know. he. It's almost like he's wearing football gear under his shirt. Kanye West is wearing a black shirt. And has essentially like a shoulder pad situation. I wondered if it was like a bulletproof vest, but it's really pronounced in the shoulder. So imagine you're going to a party, you're trying to impress this girl, and then you're like, oh, crap, that other dude she likes is so jacked up. Quick, everybody give me everything. And then you put. Everybody give me everything. And then their books are in there, old newspapers. And then he pulls the t shirt over it. And it's this really bizarre look. And as you take his look from north to south, yeah, he too is wearing yes. some sort of tight situation and what appears to be like aqua socks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I do. I think my question for the two of them would be, what the hell, guys? Why are you doing this? And as we always like to put celebrities through the coffee test, who would you like to have coffee with? I don't think that they are on our list, Donna. I don't think they are from this planet. I mean, what the heck is going on? Why do weird people do such weird things? Such eccentrically weird things. Yeah, they're just looking for attention. That's all. Maybe Kanye's uh, auditioning for the Hans and Franz movie. (laughs) He wanted to go in characters like, oh, man, I need to work on my lats. That is funny. Hans and Franz. As you scroll down, um, it says... Most recently, he was slammed for serving sushi off of a naked woman at his birthday party. Yeah, I've seen that. And now, that's in now 2004. I, yeah, that that's was 2004? a thing. Well, no, I'm just saying was, that uh, oh. serving sushi off of a naked lady is, was a thing. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. If you're that woman, yeah. do you feel great about what you've been hired to do? Lay it, down here and we're going to put how much California <laughs> rolls <laughs> on you. It really does depend on... You know, am I there for an hour for $10,000? Sure. Have have a great time. Oh, I call your bluff. Well, if I had a great body, maybe. Why are why is why with the weird? I don't know. Just do what I do. You go to Target, <laughs> you get your California roll and then you go home and you eat it at your kitchen table with your clothes on. I agree. I don't know. There's just weird stuff Listen, out there. I feel weird coming to work in something that I don't wear on a regular basis, even if it's normal, like a pink top. You know, look, I'm like, look, there's Donna. I know, pink top. I'm like, oh, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed for taking a chance for stepping outside of what they expect to be my uniform. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like what? What? 
you can't go outside with no underwear on and just... You don't even go to the mailbox without lipstick on. That is correct. So I'm guessing you're always wearing your underpants. You damn right I am. Except when I'm sleeping. Now that is gross. And that's fine. And I don't mean gross. That's your truth and whatever. That's Live your life. Steve. Yeah, Steve. You're supposed to air out your nethers. How often you wash your, your sheets, though, sister? Once a week. I'm, the only, I'm the, only the only person in there. in there. Yeah, I mean, I would never do that at somebody else's home or a hotel. Let me ask you a question. Hit me. You just house sat. You weren't in Matt's bed. You were in a guest bed. Yep. Did you bring jammies? I brought shorts and a tee. <laughs> okay. So shorts and a t-shirt, or I wore sweatpants. You know, when I was a kid... The only jammies I had that I remember. And were... I washed the sheets, by the way. And remade the bed. Okay. Thank you. All we right. get it. You're really good at what you do. Yeah, thanks. My underwear were my jammies. I just remember my brothers and I tidy running whities. around the house so much in tidy whities. Maybe it was because money was short and the parents weren't out buying jammies for three boys and a girl. It was. I mean, I, I just remember my brothers and I a lot of time in our underwear. That's my recollection. And now I have a child, my son, who never has a shirt on when it's like, all right, go up and get ready for bed. There, it never comes down in a shirt. It's just sort of such a funny thing of like, you're not under blankets yet. We're going to come down. We're going to watch a show. And it's like, all right, my shirt's off. Oh, interesting. I'm ready for bed. Interesting. Yeah. Where do you think he got that idea? I don't know. To take his shirt off. I don't walk around without my shirt off much in the house. I don't think anybody should. <laughs> At least outside. Like, if I see a guy mowing his lawn without a shirt, shirt, I'm like, really, buddy? Come on, Donna. I mean, we're not at the beach. (laughs) If we're at the beach, I get it. What about a cutoff? Can you do a cutoff? A cutoff shirt? Yeah. Crop top. Like, Like cut the sleeves off. Yeah. Ew. Ew. You need your arms to breathe. You want your body to breathe when you're sleeping at night. How about the guys who wear, like, the big drop in the armpit We want you to see some of our ribs. And nips. I tried buying tank tops from Amazon the other day, and they came, and I put them on. Not the right ones for me. <laughs> they were like, imagine where the shoulders are, yep. almost like floss, like strings, and what? then it, it scooped pretty low. What? And I was like, this does not look on me the way that it looked on the computer. On the model. Mm-hmm. You gambled, Steve. I sure did. And you lost. You know what, though? <laughs> Free returns. Oh, let's see you in a return line. I could see you not even wanting to bring an Amazon thing back to Kohl's. I just You'd be like I, 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 I didn't do it. I just doesn't still, fit. I wore a shirt yesterday that the only reason I own it is because I forgot to return it, and by forget I mean intentionally, subconsciously, both because you avoided the 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 because you're afraid of the 16 year old customer service rep. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Bye, Holly. Bye. See you, Holly. <laughs>